Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Achtung Millwall. Hello, good morning and welcome to Achtung Millwall. My name is Nick Hart and this is the number one Millwall podcast. Well, in today's show, we've got match reviews from Mill's drab 0-0 draw up at Wigan midweek, as well as a match report and review of yesterday's excellently worked 1-0 victory over Cardiff, played in front of the watching planet, of course, courtesy of Sky Television. Now, before we begin today's show, I just want to mention the volunteer Mill fans who helped out with the poppy collections yesterday, as well as, of course, as the local army cadets who also assisted fantastic donation donation of £1,751.81 pence was generated. Something which speaks volumes for the general. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. The of all of the 10,135 crowd at the Den yesterday, and that includes Mill and Cardiff fans alike. Well done everyone involved in that. So first up on today's show, 
we're going to take you back to Zampa Road yesterday afternoon. But before we do that, we have a short message for our Welsh-speaking listeners out there. Duch Archi Chluid, which means, of course, come on you lions. So yet another chopping, changing side. Mill start today with falling goal. Wilkinson, the, the uh, on-loan signing from Stoke City. Then the central defenders of Shitu and Beavers, with Matthew Briggs over on the left. In front of those two, we're going to have Sean Williams and um, Ed, Ed Upson. And he said Matthew Upson, but he's the West Ham cunt, isn't he? Ed, Ed Upson. Then in front of them, Scott McDonald, Lee Martin, Ricardo Fuller, and I'm guessing Lee Gregory leading the line up front on his own. We'll look over two sides. The slightly ungodly hour of 12.15. Not quite a morning kickoff. But thanks to Sky TV, we uh, we have these pleasures in our lives, don't we, listeners? Cardiff in their all familiar traditional old colours of all red. Mill obviously today in our dark blue and white. Now I don't want to worry everyone. But Cardiff look like they've got a fairly small, one would speculate nimble, possibly quick attack. Oh, all joking aside, Danny's just come to the centre circle to do the coin toss. It actually looks like he's shifted a few pounds. He looks like there's less around the middle, and whatever has been around the middle has been transferred across. He's already um, substantial shoulders, so fair play to the man. Looks like he's done some work on his fitness in, in training. Let's hope so, anyway. And away we go, ladies and gentlemen, in front of the Sky TV cameras. The whole globe is watching this. The entireness of humanity. Five minutes in, Cardiff can take a long throw. It's been a little bit of early pressure from Cardiff on the middle goal. They haven't really broken out of their own half. We'll keep possession. Briggs now. On the left, we're back to goal. Turns his man nicely, goes past the 19, that's nice. The referee blows up for an injured Cardiff player as Briggs is coming in towards the Cardiff goal. What was that all about, listeners? You tell me. First real middle attack, some nice passing going on there. Briggs looks like he could be a threat down this left side on that evidence. Nine minutes. Cardiff win a free kick there. Spectacularly clattered by Chitou on the deck. Probably going to draw a yellow card for that, I think. Upson now in the middle. Williams punts it forwards. That's going to be a hard ball to take for anyone. McDonald's still fighting. Mill crowd won that handball decision, didn't look like handball to me. Who gives a shit? Mill free kick. Left side of the Cardiff penalty area. 11 minutes. Martin runs over, it's Briggs. Floats it in, it's headed clear. Falls to Upson who unleashes a shot that's wide and high. 12 minutes. Mill looking not bad going forwards. And Cardiff pressing probably less than they were in the opening phase. Cardiff on the attack now. 17 minutes gone on the 10 coming down the right hand side. He cuts it back to the two on the edge of the penalty area. He shoots on goal. It's just over. Just over. It was a chance for Cardiff. First real chance for either side, I'd say, in the game. 17th minute of the match. And Cardiff on the break. Got a long ball finds there. 10. He's thrown goal. He chips into the roof of the net. 
probably just pushed a, a couple of yards wide. That would have been a better chance with a couple of more yards on the inside. But that was an opportunity for Cardiff. 20 minutes. Comes a 19 down the right-hand side. He pauses and checks, gets a cross in. Oh, fuck me. About three or four Cardiff players loose in the mill penalty area there. That cross have found one of them. Entertaining game, listeners. McDonald now on the halfway line. Developed into an open, free-flowing, forward-based game. Finds Lee Martin over the far right-hand side as I look. What can he do? Lee puts a nice-looking cross. Almost finds Fuller. Headed clear. Lee Martin. Little playing the ball around on the, the halfway point of the Cardiff half, so to speak. Gregory can't turn. He finds Briggs. He floats a nice little crosses. Oh, he's diving header from Ricardo Fuller. Almost found, it, found his mark. All runs loose. Cardiff retain the ball. Good stuff, Millwall. The crowd getting behind him now. Today's game is, of course, being streamed by Sky TV, listeners. And coming up soon on Sky Atlantic is a dreary, turgid, long-winded drama about people who have left the earth and gone to who knows where. No, it's not Millwall. It's called The Leftovers. I think I referred to our right back as Alan Dunn earlier on, didn't I? It's actually Andy Wilkinson. He looks remarkably like Alan Dunn. It's almost like Alan Dunn's been cloned. Only with more talent. Cardiff on the break, the full team just on the right hand side of the middle penalty, floats the ball in. Chatou puts himself, there's the 11 with a free shot on goal. Rebounds off full, fantastic save. Fucking hell. Incredible save by two instinctive shots on two instinctive saves by Ford. And ball still probably around in the danger area. How did we survive that, listeners? I don't know. 37 minutes. That was a, a, a you'll see it probably on television soon you listen to this, but that was two incredible saves by Mills, number one, Republic of Ireland, goalkeeper David Ford. Great stuff. Well done, Fordy. Ups and diagonal ball from the halfway line, trying to find Briggs. Cardiff player goes down, he's barely touched. Mill throw. Cardiff bloke's gone down, trying to find um, a decision. Referee's not having any of it. He really will be booked for that. He's been rolling around with he's clutching the back of his head. Briggs didn't touch him. Now he's got he's alright. You can hear what the crowd think of that. Some pithy, pithy comment. He's gonna pump it forward. Another kind of diagonal ball trying to find Matthew Briggs and nods it down. He's been held there by the 19. That boy wants booking. He's got the arse because of the decision he didn't get a few minutes ago. Then he's held on to Lee Martin's arm when there was a 50-50 situation going on. The referee don't book him there, it'll be a shambles. He's booked Chitu earlier on for something something similar. This bloke wants to talk about it. Keep talking, son. And he didn't book him. Now, that is a shocking decision by that referee. That was a clear hold on Lee Martin. 50-50 situation. He's yanked him back, and yet he's booked Danny Chitu earlier on for something very similar down at the mill end. Take out that what you want, listeners. There's a free kick for Mill. Maybe he's thinking we've got the advantage. I don't know. Although Cardiff also, also had the advantage in their situation. But here comes Lee Martin, number seven. Plays it in, angled. Beavers, oh, Beavers almost bundled him over the line. Line of Vienna style, 1938 or whatever it was. Ball just kept on the, on the uh, in-play side of the, of the goal there by the Cardiff goalkeeper. Done well, actually, in all fairness to him. Chitter of a long pump forwards, trying to find Fuller. He's bobbling around there. Falls to Scott McDonald on the edge of the middle of the card. Penalty. Oh! That looked close, looked close. Shot, kind of volley shot from the edge of the penalty area. 
Got the yards wide, exposed of the far post as he's shooting. There's half time. Mill nil, Cardiff mill at the break. Um, Cardiff probably count themselves to be the unlucky of the two sides. They had the f two fantastic chances, they had one chance with two fantastic saves. About 37 minutes there by David Ford that they really should have taken advantage of. So they'll probably count themselves as a team that should be going in one goal up. Mill have done well, played nice stuff coming forwards. As ever, as ever, no great chances in front of goal. A few shots that have gone wide. But at the break, nil-nil, we would have taken that at the start of the game, I guess. So here we go. Second half. Nil-nil, Cardiff nil. This not exactly pulsating fixture, got to be said. It's got a bit of a morning kickoff kind of feel about it. The place is quite flat. Um, the scoreboard has been removed, and it looks curiously for all the world. And there's scaffolding and ropes hanging off it. it. Looks curiously like a gallows, I suppose you'd call it. Maybe we could string up some ex-managers. Certainly, Steve Lomas would uh, be one of those that would uh, be eyeing that with some trepidation. Uh, the, the game, I mean, obviously, it was that one save in the first half, uh, wonder save, saves by David Ford. Apart from that, a lot of pressure by Mill, but not an awful lot of result. Coming up for 50 minutes. Cardiff try, fans trying to entertain us on a dull day with some Welsh singing. Men of Harlech, I believe that is, isn't it? Mill responding with Beatles numbers. Mill corner. 53 minutes. Sean Williams going over to take. Down at the cold blow lane ends. Lee Marty's coming across. Does he want it? No, he. I think that's a faint. It's going to be a cross in from Sean Williams, methinks. Did I really just say methinks? I think I did just say methinks, ladies and gentlemen. I apologise to you. That pretentious twaddle. In it comes. Shitto! Far post, Danny Shitto! Ten o'clock, ladies and gentlemen. Shitu's gone over and five-five. Dean Holloway. He's loved that. He loves that. He's run round like a kid. That's nice to see, actually. He's just run. He scored the goal. Run round the back of the goal. Done a big looping run back via a high five Ian Holloway back into central defence with a big smile on his face. How nice to see. Mill spring to life for that goal. Now it's Lee Marsden floats across in towards Lee Gregory. Battling with his man but can't win that. Nice tackle there by Andy Wilkinson. That'll earn him a lot of lot of credit with the Mill crowd. That was a full stretch diving tackle. Send the ball straight back from where it was coming. Back straight back at the Cardiff goal. Crowd like that. The game started flat this second half. We're now on 58 minutes, going up towards the hour mark, and it's livened up. We're not clearly the goals livened it up generally, but the tackles are flying in thick and fast now. A bit more like entertainment for us. Gregory tips his man. Oh, just over the bar. It's beautiful long pass. Family Gregory through in the middle. Chip the goalkeeper just inches over the bar. Excuse me, listeners, I've got a mouthful of hobnob. Paul Vicker, the hobnob bar, I hasten to add. Just I thought I'd take a little bite of wheat. 
just as that chance broke forward. So that was, it might explain the somewhat stumbling delivery there. I apologise for that. I've got to say, Shitu's given us a lot more physical power, as you would expect in central defence. Something maybe we've been, been lacking a little. Nice to see him looking a bit fitter. He looks a little bit like he's, he's lost a couple, a stone. I don't know. He's got not so much around his middle by, by any distance. There's McDonald breaking down the middle. Running central, shoots. Falls to Gregory. Oh! Over the bar, the ball was fired at the goalkeeper. Who palmed their way into the path of Lee Gregory. On coming, had one moment to take his shot. And he put it over the bar. 66 minutes gone, 1-0 still. Cardiff on the attack now, coming down the left side of the middle midfield. Oh, switches it over to the right, is the three on the right-hand side now. So he's going to do, he takes a shot, palmed around the near post by David Ford. Good tackle by Ed Upson there. He's really done a nice job in midfield for me today, Ed Upson. One of the standout players from Millwall. Long ball, four bounces, finds Togola. Lee Martin, shot on goal, blocks. 73rd minute now. Probably should have done a little bit better there, Lee. I think he got his, he got his shot on, but it was blocked by the Cardiff defender. Half a chance, shall we call it. Nice blocking, nice pressing Millwall. Keeping the ball down at that Cardiff end. Awful choice there by David Fault. From a, a free kick inside our own penalty area, he blasts it at Webster as though passing to him. He struggled to control it, as, as one would expect. Somehow Mill with a throwing now of it, but blimey, talk about putting yourself in the in the ship. There's the 30, 38, Ravel. You give him space, Guntar, too much space. Pushed him wide, he's gone wide. Chitou can't get under it, it falls back to fall, almost comic cuts defending there. Chitou was kind of on his back, like, a, like when a crab gets turned upside down. He can't get off his back, it was like that. Ball was bobbling around in front of the middle penalty area in penalty spot, but thankfully it just bobbled through to David Ford. That was a close shave, ladies and gentlemen. Six minutes left. There's Martin Walford. Come down the right, cuts into the Cardiff penalty area, finds Upson! Oh! Shoots inches wide. Nicely laid back, teed up for him. That should have been in the net and that, and that would have been game over. As it was, it was probably about two inches wide of that far post. Comes Cardiff, a little bit of space in the middle, shoots from distance, it's inches over the bar. Closer than people thought, I believe, ladies and gentlemen, because I was right in line on that. And that was probably about six inches over the bar from distance. Four minutes overtime, ladies and gentlemen. 19 chips it in. It's blocked by Mill Player. By Wilkinson. Here comes Williams. Taking his time on the break forwards, ladies and gentlemen. Probably wisely so. Long diagonal ball. He finds Lee Gregory. What can he do? Shot on goal is tame, tame effort. Two minutes of injury time gone. Cardiff in possession. There he is! No one, Cardiff now, first win since August the 30th for the Lions. Deserved overall, deserved. Second half must improve for Millwall. It was a little bit even Stevens at the end of the first half. Cardiff probably had the best chance of that first 45 period. Millwall took their chance when it came from the corner in the second. Good performance by the Lions. Stand out by Danny Shitton, returning back in central defence. Immense performance in goal for that save in the first half by David Ford. Also with a name check up uh, Ed Upson in midfield. And also Lee Martin has made a massive difference to this side. There he is. Rocking all over the world gets 
play the game. We're going to be right back after these messages with Charlie and myself to discuss today's win. You're listening to Achtung Millwall. Well, big welcome there to our regular co-host, Charlie Mahoney. Welcome to the show, Charlie. Hello, Nick. You all right, mate? Much relieved, mate. Much relieved. I don't know about you. I definitely feel the same, really. We needed that win yesterday. We certainly did. Um, it's been a been, been a busy week for Millwall in one way and the other. We had a, a midweek game up at Wigan, which was a bit of a bore draw. But I'm just going to lead off, Charlie, with a report that John Shipman did with me in the week. So we'll just switch over to that now. We'll, we'll revert back to a wet Tuesday night in Wigan. And then we'll be back after after this little piece with John. OK, so welcome to the show, our, our northern correspondent, John, aren't you? You're, you're our, our man out there in the outpost up north. Bring yourself as an ambassador. <laughs> an ambassador to the north. Um, for a quick resume of, of Tuesday night's nil-nil draw up at Wigan. Um, now, I've had the... I don't know if it's the advantage or the misfortune to have a quick look at the News at Den's highlights clip that they had on there, John. I mean, if that was the highlights, I, I've got to help you for be, actually being there, mate. How, how, what did you make of the game on the, on the night? It, it was a particularly cold, wet, windy night, um, so that wouldn't have helped in mitigation. Um, it sounds like the lead into a bad novel, doesn't it? It was a cold, yeah, wet, windy night in Wigan. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. In fact, it was up there with the worst. I thought it was absolutely atrocious, to be honest. Um, was it that bad? I mean, case of two ball men fighting over a comb, I think. It was, right, uh, right. It was just as bad as them. I mean, more chopping and changing um, with a squad, John. I mean, I, I, I was just looking through the prelims to the game and no place in the squad for Jimmy Abdu. Uh, I, I, you know, is a surprising decision in itself. More, more incoming and outgoing players into the team, including, of course, the new loan signing Andy Wilkinson from Stoke City. Um, it's very hard to build any kind of unity or team approach. I think with this amount of chopping and changing that's going on. Yeah, um, I mean, we we didn't look disjointed for all those changes. Uh, we looked a solid enough unit. Um, we had an early escape in the first couple of minutes. Um, pulled pulled off a side then. And, you know, the early goals change games quite yeah. dramatically, don't they? So they do. who knows what would have, what would have happened. Yeah. Um, but certainly at the back, we looked a solid enough unit. Um, and Wilkinson, as you say, came in, did a solid job. Um, he's a specialist right back with experience at a higher level than this. So it, it bodes well um, yeah. that he may well set out of the team. And we've been without a, a quality right back, with all due respect to to Dunny and um, Carlos are consistently quality right back for a year or so now with you know, even Carlos Undenabli a cracking player for us yeah. we've only been there 15 games out of him in a week so it yes. would be nice for someone to make that position their own Yes, um, and hopefully Wilkinson might be the player to do that. I mean, scant chances that I, I saw. I, mean, that I saw the there's an incident in the first half. I think it might be the one you're referring to. As Ford seemed to mess about on his own goal line, um, and and we yeah. went close. Um, they seemed to hit the crossbar at some point during the course of the second half. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm a big uh, big Fordy fan, um, but I have noticed that a couple of times this season. He's, he's liking to. Uh, to dribble around the odd defender, uh, sorry, the odd attacker. Yeah. Um, and when it comes off, it raises a smile. But 
while it's happening. Um, yeah. My heart would welcome the extra beats, to be quite honest. I'd, uh, I'd rather not see too much of that. But yes, he did keep us in the game early on. Um, yeah. And as you say, Wigan at the bar, that was tailored at the second half. Callum McManaman with, it might have been a miss it cross, it might have been a shot, but I'm not sure he could judge anything for that accuracy in the wind that it was up there. So um, I think Foley was caught out of position because of that. Um, I mean, so, there was nothing real clear cut for him, I don't think. No, no. I mean, Wigan had a disallowed goal. I think it was offside um, on on the, the minimal clip that um, yeah, that Aldo's got on his site, and that looked a, a close decision. But I've only watched it the once. I don't know how it seemed on the night. You're probably too far away to judge, I think, from the furthest. Yeah, day. we were up the other end, but it yeah. did look like people had stopped before before it was tucked away. I think it was a fairly early flag, and you know the ball went across out of habit, and it was tucked away rather than, you know, lots of relief after the event. It looked like everybody had stopped for that, so uh, yeah. it wasn't too alarming. We had a couple of chances that I can recall. Yeah. Um, one McDonald worked for himself. He sort of took the ball um, in midfield, drove forward and had a shot from an angle, right. which was relatively comfortably dealt with by Carson. Um, but a good piece of work nonetheless. And then there was a, um, a Lee Martin free kick, which found... Um, Ricardo Fuller completely unmarked in the middle of the area and I, I thought we were in there but yeah, um, yeah. sort of stuck in his uh, stuck in his gut and groin and he couldn't dig it out so uh, right. it, it went begging but um, aside from him too I can't remember no tell a lie there was a cross right towards the end um, good bit of work down the left hand side uh, cross came in and it was it was begging for a proper number nine to be on the end of it but uh, there was nobody in the in the area which I don't know if that's a bit of a feature this season. Yeah, um, still in the season. We don't really have that goal scorer, do we? So, uh, no, we don't. That went begging. I mean that cross you just referred to that was actually the only middle chance I think these were uh, like the official football league clips that they put out on YouTube and that was the only middle chance shown on that uh, uh, like I said to you just before we started doing this I thought if that's the only middle chance then that was a long night for you um, but it sounds yeah. like we had more they had more going forwards than perhaps you might glean from those you know those those highlights so called yeah yeah it's a couple of chances not not particularly dangerous you know but uh, yeah nonetheless there was a couple of chances in there. Um, Wigan dominated possession slightly, I say, but um, again, they didn't create too much either. So um, it petered out from very early on. That being said, you know, I do like to find some some positives in each game. And, yes, um, yes, indeed. You know, at the risk of sounding like Mr. Holloway there, um, <laughs> this week's right back looked the part. Wilkinson, he, he was very. Uh, very impressive, but we'll have sterner tests as time goes by, I'm sure. Yes, certainly. Um, Chaplow in the holding role. I thought Chaplow was quite energetic. Yeah. Um, did a good job there, looked busy. So um, maybe we finally found a, a position for Chaplow. Yeah. Um, and I think the crucial thing, um, it was a lousy, lousy game up north, wet, windy Tuesday night, and we could easily have lost it. Could easily have lost that sort of game, but we've got a point, and that's something, isn't it? Um, it's a valuable point, John. Um, I mean, we're you know looking, be, looking at that league table. I mean, we, we're three points clear of the, of the bottom third position there. So, like you say, it's it's grinding out these kinds of results in places like Wigan on a on a horrible Tuesday night that could count, you know, count dear at the end of the season, couldn't they? So it's uh, one of those points, Nick. Where I'm, I mean, we're, we're speaking just before uh, before the Cardiff game. Before the Cardiff game, yeah. Points, if we um, if we do nick something against Cardiff, then it looks a good point. Yes, it does. And this might be another one, another couple dropped. But 
you know, it was what it was. It was a lousy, lousy night, lousy game, but we came away with a point when we could easily have lost it. So I think that's the, the brightest note that, uh, that I can draw from it, to be quite honest. So there we are. Um, it wasn't exactly a stage setter for, for yesterday's game, Charlie. Um, but nevertheless, it was a valuable point in midweek. Yeah, and I think the good thing about it yesterday is that the win actually changes the complexion of the mm. last few results, doesn't it, really? Because I think it was Alan Dunn that said on Sky Sports in the uh, studio that suddenly you get one win and you're not talking about how long it's been since you've won. You're talking about how long it's been since you've actually been beaten. Yeah, no, that's very true. Uh, I mean, Ian Holloway, um, after the game, was quoted as saying he wasn't relieved by the fixture, by the win, rather. Um, he, he must be alone, because I was quite relieved. I don't know about you, Charlie, but it came as a bit of a weight off of our, our collective shoulders, didn't it? I mean, I think it was a bit of a change, usually, from the sort of thing we get when we are live on Square Sports. I mean, I was at the game, but it tends to be the case that when when we're televised, it's usually turgid, isn't it? So yeah, traditional Millwall Millwall approach to TV games, isn't it? I mean, it was one thing I will say for for Holloway. I mean, I've criticised him a little bit in the past for his chopping and changing of the of the side, and yesterday was yet another chop and change. I mean, five changes from the midweek side that kind of held out up at Wigan. Um, fair play to him. I mean, he, he he puts his balls on the line, really, doesn't he, with these changes? If that had gone wrong on him yesterday. You know, we'd, we'd have been um, hounding him for, for bringing in five new faces. But as it turned out, it was the right decision as, as, as things worked out. Well, I don't think you're alone in, in that sort of panic and dismay uh, yeah. when you've seen the starting lineup in the last few weeks. I think quite a few of us have, have felt that way. But um, actually, the, the teams and the, and the amount of changes that he, he's been sort of picking, they've. Um, They've yielded a few solid results, but the key now is just to maintain a bit of stability because we have found the winning formula. I mean, a big story yesterday, Charlie, and my heart sank. I think I was talking to you outside when I, my heart sank when people were telling me Chitou, Danny Chitou was back in the side, um, and I thought, oh Jesus, what what what's this? You know, what, where, where's this going to go? But fair play, fair play. The man looked like he'd lost a bit of weight around the middle. He looked a lot fitter than the last time I saw Danny play. And he, you know, he deservedly um, picked up a man of the match award out of, of the TV company. Oh, he was outstanding yesterday, I think. And um, one of the most pleasing things about it is that most of us, most of us, really were under the impression that he was maybe over the hill and yeah. surplus to requirements. But against uh, Cardiff yesterday, he demonstrated that he doesn't just offer a lot to the team, but he can act as a leader if he needs to as well. Brought a real rawness back to our defence, didn't it? I mean, suddenly our defence, which was looking a little shaky at times, um, you know, in recent matches, suddenly it looked like a defence you wouldn't fancy going up against physically. And I think that's what he really does bring to the side. Yeah, who's very much a confidence player, I think, as well. We'll do something really well in a game and then for the rest of the match, he'll just go from strength to strength and then won't put a foot wrong. And I think that's quite a nice microcosm of the performance yesterday because first off was OK, Second half, we scored, and then we just kind of became really dominant after that. Yeah, I mean, it's harsh on Byron Webster, I thought. I mean, he was dropped from the midweek starting lineup. Uh, and I, I, I like Byron. I, I think he, he, you know, he's a good defender. I think he probably can improve the physicality of his game at times. He's a big boy, but he doesn't seem to quite have the physical presence, obviously, that, that Chitou brings with him. So there is work to be done on that front. But it was still harsh on him to be dropped. 
Beavers did a good job as well yesterday, I thought, alongside Shitsu. Suddenly he looked a little bit more confident of his partner in defence, didn't he? Yeah, Beavers was great. I think they can forge a good partnership when they're together, him and Shitsu. Like you say, it's a bit unfair on Webster, but it's all good competition for us, really. It's a nice problem to have. And I think Dunn probably would have been shitting himself watching that in the studio yesterday. But again, yeah. that's the sort of competition you want to create down there, really. Well, I mean, Andy Wilkinson on loan, on loan from Stoke City. Um, I must admit, I confused him with Dunn a few times. I forgot Dunn had been dropped. And I thought it was like some new super improved Alan Dunn that we've maybe um, taken a human embryo and cloned down at Calmont Road or something because he looked very similar to him. But um, I thought it was a good performance by Wilkinson yesterday. He looks like he's just played in that team forever, doesn't he? He seems to have slotted straight in and looked looked very, very comfortable. He really looked the part. But I think Wilkinson's an excellent signing for us because I think he's played over 100 games at Premier League level. He's not particularly old and he might be just what we need to resolve that right-back issue that we've had this season. Very much so. Let's hope that um, money can be made available to extend his loan or whatever whatever the way these things work. But, you know, from the game I saw, first time I saw him yesterday, he just looks like he's played in the team since the start of the season. And that's a tribute to him as well. Good performance also from Matthew Briggs, who's obviously got a little bit more of a lighter weight kind of style to his game. But I like him. I like what he what he seems to promise, um, Charlie. He seems to have some, you know, he looks like a good forward-thinking left-sided defender, doesn't he? Well, it was another signing that I was really pleased with because I'd actually heard a little bit about Briggs before he came to Millwall. I think he played for the England under-21s and Fulham had high hopes for him. Yeah. One of the best aspects about it for me is that he's creating competition with Malone and when Malone plays well, he's really he really is an asset. So to keep someone like that out the side suggests that we've got another top draw player here. Yeah, I mean, again, hard on Scott Malone. He played in midweek and was dropped yesterday in favour of Briggs, as you as you say. But there we are. Competition is, is, is what this is about. It's not about sentiment. This is about hard choices and this is professional football and um, you know you pick the best player for, for, for the game and, and the position so um, fair play to Holloway for that th- th- these choices can't be easy I was picked up a little bit yesterday for not mentioning Sean Williams on, on Twitter um, Great, another great performance by Sean yesterday I thought Charlie didn't you his range he's, of passing is phenom- phenomenal you know. he's an outstanding player Williams I think he kind of speaks to what we've been missing for the last few years but not just Williams, I think playing alongside Upson, I feel really reassured about the ability of our midfield. I like Ed Upson. I thought I mentioned him in the live piece that I did earlier on. Um, I, I think probably, and this is unfair on Sean Williams. I think I'm starting to take Sean Williams a little bit for granted now because you always get a good performance out of Sean. You always get accurate passing. I, I noticed Aldo posted a tweet yesterday, Charlie, that uh, some high rate of pass. I can't remember what the percentage is offhand, but it was it was a high rate of pass pass completion. Um, and you just kind of expect it out of him, don't you? I think there's a danger to take him for granted a little bit, and I put my hand up on that. Yeah, he's, he's a player, really, that allows us to control the game from the middle, and I think in previous seasons we've totally lacked that. You know, we've tried to get the most out of someone like Trotter, played him alongside Abdu or Josh Wright or whoever, and we just haven't been a dominant force in midfield. But you bring in a player with... Williams' ability to retain the ball and, and spray it around, then you are just going to have so much more possession and you're going to carve a lot more opportunities as a result as well. I mean, he, he picks a pass very, very well. So does Ed Upson, doesn't he? I mean, you know, we, we've just mentioned him already, but I, I thought that was a good performance by Ed Upson yesterday. I mentioned him live. Um, I like him as a player. He's got real touch and 
he's actually quite dangerous when he's come to the shooting part of the game as well. There's a free kick I remember from the second half, some kind of training ground routine where he was literally inches over the crossbar. That would have made it 2-0. Yeah, he did get quite a few goals when he was at Yeovil, I believe. And if that's the case, then we haven't seen the best of him yet. No. Even if he has started his, his Millwall career quite well. So if we can, again, forge a partnership between him and Williams and get them playing week in, week out, then I'm quite excited to see the results. I mean, hard-working performances from, as, as we again, we're coming to expect now from Scott, uh, Scott McDonald. Also, Ricardo Fuller, who, who, who played um, he played the whole game, didn't he? No, he's 78 minutes, he was subbed, sorry. Um, so we got a fair chunk of the game out of Ricardo. And also Lee Gregory up front, who was at times a little bit, um, you know, physically uh, challenged up there. But it doesn't stop working, the boy, and that's to be applauded. I think um, Aldo's right when he says there was a genuine chemistry between the front three. And yeah. I think this is as good as ever, evidence as any yesterday that... Fuller and Gregory need to be on the pitch at the same time if it is a possibility. And if I have one criticism of yesterday, it's that we should have been more clinical. But I still don't think that's a slight on the effort and and the ability that they displayed. I've got a tweet here from one of our Dutch fans, actually, um, in, in Van der Koog, um, who claims that um, Gregory missed too many chances and must improve on this level. I, I think that's true. I mean, he, he had a couple of chances in the second half to, to basically settle the game, which he didn't take. On another day, I think he may well have got those chances. He's, he's still building his confidence at this level, isn't he? Um, huge promise in the player, though. I, I really do think he's going to go the distance. Yeah, like I say, he wasn't clinical enough yesterday, but I was still seeing progress there. I think he made some excellent ones. His work rate was outstanding, as a few people have remarked, I think, on half. Mm. And ultimately, I just think, like, I've got no suspicions about him as a player now. I think he's going to become a really important one for us. There's a little quote I've picked out here, Charlie, from News at Den, that Holloway, in one of his expansive uh, moments when he's talking before the game, uh, he makes a good point. The top six in this division, I guess any division, but this one we're involved in, the, the top six will have a player who is towards the top end of the goal-scoring chart. Someone's got six, seven or eight goals by now, uh, and that's the difference between most teams in this league. Uh, he, he refers to Burnley last season. Would they have got promoted with, without Sam Vokes and Danny Ings? And what's it like for Liverpool now playing without Luis Suarez? Um, so, you know, um, he's, he's mentioned that in the, in the context of Gregory still learning his trade um, and the importance that the league, you know, has with, with a, a quality goal scorer. There's no, really no substitute for it. There's, there's been a few instances this season where I think we've all said that we are just a prolific striker away from not just being a decent side, but potentially knocking on the door of the playoffs. So I don't want to get carried away, but when you look at the difference between us and, and some of the more successful teams in this division, it really does come down to having that regular goal scorer, doesn't it? Very much so. And Aldo mentioned already, but he tweeted Jesse, that was as good a Mill performance as he's seen all season. Balance in midfield, <clears throat> the chemistry up front that you mentioned, Charlie, and a clean third clean sheet in four. Across the defence, very true, very true. Something else I've picked out, I thought we were a lot more direct yesterday, and I'm just looking at statistics here. I mean, I'm not a great one for stats, but this is the first game in a while that I can remember where we've actually had the, the minimum side of possession, 49% to 51, so roughly 50-50, isn't it? But we've won the game. Now, we've seen games this season where we've had the bulk of possession, two-thirds of it, and lost 
And that's, that was quite interesting, I thought, because that's the first time we actually looked direct and dangerous, at, you know, on compared with some of the um, going round in circles games that we've seen this season. Well, I think one of the, the most pleasing aspects of the performance yesterday was not just the fact that we nullified their threat, but like you say, we just seemed to be able to create opportunities when we wanted to. Yeah. And I think if you do play slightly more direct, then that's what happens because you aren't just focusing on ball retention. You're actually trying to do something with it, really. 17 shots for Millwall, uh, of which only four were on target. So that's that's something that um, needs to be addressed. But that's set against Cardiff's 11 shots with only three on target. So, you know, they, they will be dealing with more resources than we can bring to bear. So that's that's not bad. And, and overall, I, I, I thought that was an excellent result. Uh, and I got a, I do profess to a sense of relief because it was starting to get a bit worrying, wasn't it, with the bottom three looming, you know? Yeah, it just goes to show, though, that one win can change things quite dramatically. I mean, we've certainly not moved up the table too far, but I think we're now equal distance between relegation and the playoffs, which is probably about where we thought we'd be at the start of the season. To be yeah, six-point gap between us and Bolton in, in that third relegation spot. Um, we're on 17 in 15th position, but it's quite densely packed. I mean, it's uh, Ipswich in 10th, are only on 21, so we're, we're just basically a, a win and a draw behind them. So, long way yet to go in the season, and, and you're right, we mustn't get too carried away, but um, that was a real hopeful performance yesterday, so there's really something positive to take out of that, and um, hopefully take to Watford next week. You're going to Watford, Charlie, you going up, up to watch that one? I may be, yeah. I still haven't sorted out a ticket for that yet, but um, that's going to be a difficult game, I think, because yeah. I've seen Watford's highlights in the last couple of weeks, and, and when they've scored, they look a real real outfit, I think. They, there's genuine quality down there, and if they can get a bit of stability themselves, because they've had a few troubles with managers this season then I, I definitely think they're going to be contenders. Yeah, I mean, second in the table, effectively they're joint top. I mean, the, the, the goal difference, obviously, at this stage of the season is not, not massively important, but um, 26 points, so they've made an excellent start to the season. You're right, that is going to be uh, a tough game. It's always a tough place to go to for Mill. We never seem to get a huge amount of um, joy up there at, at Vicarage Road. I'm going to be there, so um, hopefully we'll have a, a good show to report on next week. Really appreciate your time, Charlie, coming on doing that. And no. fingers crossed for next week, mate. Fingers crossed. It, it was a hopeful, hopeful performance yesterday. So let's hope we can take that forwards to next week. Definitely, mate. The Lions, the Lions. Wow. Hello, White Sang Nigel here. A real old fashion performance by Millwall today, I thought. Um, um, hard working, not a little bit of uh, skill, and a, a result ground out 1 1 0. Um, must say, amongst those old fashion performances we had, we had Skipper Shitu. Skipper Shitu um, was in the role of uh, Rhino Stevens, uh, Sean Williams, uh, showing a range of passing. Alex Ray would surely put his signature too. Um, Scott, Scott McDonald um, with his dial and chicanery, a la Malcolm Allen. And Lee Gregory must get a mention as well. He's very fast, turning into a centre forward, very much like 
to, to, to be honest, I, I can't think of a, a, a comparison for Lee Gregory at the moment from our from our from our past. Maybe maybe someone else can can fill in there. Um, then we have the excellent Phil Fordy, of course. Now, not only for his brilliant double save, but also for his bit of old-fashioned gamesmanship at the end uh, to kill a bit of time, making out his ankle had folded like um, Bertie Smalls under interrogation. Well, 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 well done, Fordy. Um, time to sign off now, though, as there's a few pints of real ale with Nigel's name on them, and the p- 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 pubs are open. But uh, before I do go, maybe somebody can tell me that um, the, the, the Lion song um, from from you know a couple of decades ago doesn't doesn't get heard too often down down the den these days. What what did it end with? Was it um, was it war or was it uh, war or was it raw, as in lion roar? I, I never knew, really, so, so what, what I always used to, to, to sing along when that, uh, that chant came up was to say, um, the, the, the lions, the lions, da 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 Toodaloo now, Nigel signing off. Thank mm-hmm. you.